Tim Stout, Stout on Sports. On our affiliate, the game, 7.30 a.m. in Lansing, weekday mornings at 10 a.m. Huge show, tape delayed. It airs weeknights at 6 p.m. on AM 7.30 in Lansing. Stout is standing by. How you doing, Timmy? Sounds like all beautiful people next Thursday for the NFL. I'd rather watch you guys on TV than those guys are going to have on stage in Kansas City. You yeah. can give all those guys a hug. You can give them all a hug up there on the stage when they come up. You know what we're going to do is that, so at 7 to 8, we're going to do a roundtable on stage at the Ascend Sportsbook and Nightclub at Soren Eagle and Mount Pleasant. Then after every draft pick at the commercial breaks, we'll break down the picks uh, on stage and then after the Lions, two first-round picks, if they hold on to both of them, uh, we'll go into it in more detail and then update uh, the picks happening on the TVs. It's going to be a big uh, show. they got a set. They're doing everything uh, top shelf. So I'm looking forward to hanging out with Herman Moore and uh, Devin Gardner. A week from Thursday night, it's open to the public inside the Ascend Sportsbook and Nightclub at Soren Eagle in Mount Pleasant. So what do you think the Lions are going to do in the first round of the draft, Timmy? Well, if you listen to most of these guys, and, you know, a lot of the times, Bill, where mock drafts get screwed up, and I give these guys like Kuiper credit, he's made a lot of money on doing this sort of thing, and he's dead serious, and he's easy to imitate. But what they don't anticipate is a trade that happens right during the evening, and then that backs everything up and screws up everybody from there on. Now, we already know the first pick has been traded. But if you go by what most of these guys say when the Lions have the sixth pick, what the guy from Alabama, who I really like, anybody that plays for Saban and anybody who plays defense for Saban can play. I mean, now they took the you know the receiver from Alabama, and I hope he still you know can get healthy because when he played at his best for Alabama, he was really good. Then he got hurt, and the Lions took him a year ago. But the linebacker, what Will, uh, what's his name? If you listen to these guys, Will Anderson, guy, what? Yeah, Will Anderson. If they get him, I'd say at the sixth spot, that's, you know, I mean, he, he's a player. I mean, at least he is at Alabama from what I've seen. So it's sound. Look, I'm not an expert. For me to tell you who I think what they're going to, all I'm going to do is repeat to you what I hear from those who get paid to analyze this stuff. And, and again, as soon as there's some kind of a trade or a change like that, then everything else gets backed up a little bit one way or the other. But uh, but I think he, you know, I, I I would think that would excite the Lions fans quite a bit. It looks to me like they're dead serious about improving their defense after what they were able to move the ball. I hope, frankly, for their sake, that they get a legitimate, and I mean a legitimate backup quarterback, because I think they were very fortunate last year, Bill, that they got golf through 17 games. Because you know when they lost Stafford, when he went down during his career, they never won a game the rest of the year. They never won a game the rest the year and if the same thing happens to golf i don't see anybody there that can take the other 21 good players on the field both sides of the ball who's going to get them a win and i don't think they have that yet whether it's bridgewater or somebody they draft or whoever it might be i just think you need to have a backup uh you know who who can stem the tide for a while until you get your guy back that's my thought yeah i think bridgewater is the type of guy that they desperately need with everything they're building around them and we'll wait until after the draft the salary cap hits on june one but uh bridgewater who has started in the nfl who's won games i think that's the most important pressing need nothing against the upcoming draft but and not a rookie quarterback or a third rounder they hope they're going to hit the brock purdy sweepstakes and what 
uh, the last guy in the draft did with the Niners last year. But you, you, you have put too much into the first two years to have something better than Nate Sudfeld as your backup QB. And I believe, I, I, I hope maybe, because why they ever signed Boyle or Sudfeld, I don't get it. It's about my only question marks connected to Holmes and Campbell. So we'll see, though, uh, the draft and where Lamar Jackson, if he signs in Baltimore, how that shakes out. Aaron Rodgers finally getting the deal done with the Jets. There's still a lot of quarterback movement, and that's why I think Bridgewater may be waiting to pick his spot, and also he knows he's coveted, so they're looking for top dollar as a backup. Well, even to get Goff out of the game, Bill, late in the game, if they've got a definite win or a definite loss. I mean, I know they protect him, but, you know, he's not the most mobile guy. And, I mean, look, I mean, in the world we live in today in the NFL, when those guys get hit, just look at the seasons that have been ruined for teams that have lost the quarterback, you know, uh, at any point during the year. And I think the problem with Lamar Jackson is, you know, he's such a good runner, but he gets hit. Are you going to give him five years worth of $2 trillion because you know he's not good? I mean, I think teams have pay these guys if they know they weren't going to get hurt but you get guys like Garoppolo and and Lamar Jackson and some of these guys that have been knocked out uh, the guy with the Cowboys those guys get knocked out of the thing and then you're all screwed up the rest of the way I mean even Philadelphia I think Philadelphia and Kansas City one thing that helped both of them tremendously last year get to the Super Bowl they were able to keep their quarterback healthy but if one of those guys goes down then what do you got left and and in the Lions case they've They've had enough problems getting a starting quarterback, in my opinion, although I like Stafford because he was durable. But but they just, when he went out, they just simply don't have a backup. But I think they were 9-8 and eight in large measure because Goff was able to stay on the field. And as the year went along, he got acclimated and they got a little bit better and they got a few more breaks, blah, blah, blah. Then I think that, you know, then they started to fall into place. Now, if they improve their defense and keep the offense going like it is, well, you know, maybe – Maybe maybe there'll be something more to cheer about this fall uh, as well. Tim Stout, we cheer every time I hear Superfly Hayes says Stout on Sports will be on the huge show from our affiliate. The game, 7.30 a.m. You can hear uh, Timmy weekday mornings at 10 a.m. on the radio. Also look for him on TV uh, in the Lansing State Journal. Uh, Izzo seems uh, really relaxed right now. You know, your, your team had an unexpected run in the tournament to get to the Sweet 16. Uh, stud recruiting class coming in, players coming back. Uh, Tom has a setup which could lead to a possible second national championship that he's coveted. Well, he certainly hopes you're right, Bill. You know, I mean, they, they have not lost anybody to the draft, and he's been selling Purdue like crazy, but Zach Eady today declared for the draft, although don't let that mislead you on any of these underclassmen declaring because a lot of them do it just to get a kind of a lay of the land as to where they are right now and to let the pros tell them this is where you need to be a year from now or whatever. Now, Eady is not high on anybody's draft board, and name, image, and likeness money comes into play right now. And Thomas said he wouldn't be surprised yet, and I think the deadline is next week for underclassmen to declare for the draft. So he's got two or three of those guys that are still mulling that over. But even if they do, that doesn't mean that they can't uh, come back. Uh, but, but to your point, he has spoken openly for 100 years about wanting to, like he says, a lot of guys have won one national title, but there are very few guys that have won two or more, and that's on his mind. And I think the one thing that he has felt he has not had in these last three years of 13 losses, each of the last three years, he has not had enough depth at a lot of different positions. Well, if you look at the 12 scholarship players he currently has, 
it's evident that he's going to have depth. How much those freshmen, the four incoming freshmen, figure in right away remains to be seen. And I don't think it's a cakewalk for any of those four to just automatically get playing time because with the guys he's got coming back, Bill, you know, they played pretty well by the end of the year. But they, but they should figure in the playing group. You would certainly think that. Plus, you know, doggone well, he's going to have about four or five of those non-conference games are going to be against good teams. He's already got Duke and Arizona lined up, and they're going to be in the gamut games again. And I think they'll be on the road, and they could play somebody like Connecticut. So they could have three or four or five really tough non-conference games. And even when they lose some of those, I never think that, you know, that that to me just strengthens them, tells them right where they have to be. Tom will be the first to tell you that with all of these roster changes in the Big Ten because of the portal and everything else, he can't fully ascertain the 14 teams across the board who's going to have what, when, where, and how, other than the fact that he thinks at the moment anyway, Purdue and Michigan State look to be, again, the top teams in the league. Well, and what's interesting uh, with Purdue, I, I did see that Edie, did he declare? I think he did. He did today. Right, yeah, yeah that's what I today. thought. Right, yeah, so I, but, but, he, he declared for lot, the draft. He did, but a lot of the Purdue people think that's to get a handle on where he stands. Now, remember, Purdue's, you know, it's different. Purdue, you know, he, he could end up like a lot of guys you know, hey, if you come back, you know, here's what we'll pay you. And, you know, it used to be you couldn't do any of that. Now, you know, you might just go ahead and play both sides and see which one's going to pay you more money. I mean, obviously, he was the college player of the year. And uh, so, I mean, it stands to reason Purdue clearly would want to do what it can to get him back. Because, like Thomas, like Izzo says, they got eight guys back. They won the league by three games. They won the Big Ten tournament. And those guys will all be older, and they've got three very promising recruits coming in. Now, Edie would obviously be the key, you know, for what their hopes are at the same time. But I think that the key date is not next week when these guys declare. I think it's June 1st when you have to pull your name out. If after that date you have not pulled your name out, no, then life goes on and you're one way or the other, you're done with college. And I think that's going to be interesting in the month of May, you know, when you have the NBA combine and you have these guys trying out and interviewing with these NBA teams to see who stays and who goes. Because every year, you know, some of these guys get in and they come out. The the other thing is, who's the Michigan? The Michigan kid, they lost a guy today, too. What is it? Uh, Papa Conte? Yeah, he yeah he he has to be let out of his name, out of his scholarship, and he's leaving. I mean, you only can wonder, by the time we get to the start of fall practice, who in the world is going to be on the Michigan roster? Because there are a lot of openings there. Hey, man, we just had Tim McCormick say it's 50-50, Dickinson could come back. That's I, I didn't think it was that high of a number. So we'll see. Timmy, I got to get to a network break. Thank you so much. Uh, enjoy summer when it returns. Okay, big boy. Talk to you soon. All right, Tim Stout from Stout on Sports. Heard weekday mornings at 10 a.m. in Lansing on our affiliate, the game, 7.30 a.m. Huge show is heard. Tape delayed weeknights at 6 p.m. on a.m. 7.30 in the capital city.